The Yesterday and Today podcast is a fan-made, not-for-profit, just-for-fun compilation of chronological source materials as they pertain to the Beatles. The show is in no way affiliated with Apple Corps, nor any organization connected to John, Paul, George, or Ringo in any way, though we do consider ourselves premier members of the Bungalow Bill fan club. So kick back, turn off your mind, relax, and download the stream. We hope you will enjoy the show. Yesterday and today. The year is 1987, episode 5, November. On the same day that Paul McCartney released his LP All the Best on November 2nd, Dark Horse Records, in association with Warner Brothers Entertainment, releases the album Cloud Nine by George Harrison. Let's start off with the new album Cloud Nine. Why is that the title? Kind of fun I couldn't one. really think of a rack my brains for weeks and months to try and think of a title because I was trying not to have a, a song title. We had various titles, had hundreds of them, you know, but the next day none of them seemed to work. You know, it was called Fab for a bit, but um, you know, a lot of people like Fab because they get the joke, but uh, some other people, you know, has sort of bad connotations. And it was called How's That? because we all went to cricket one day. It was called so many things. In the end, I just had to have a title, to, otherwise the album never come out. So as there was clouds on the cover, we called it Cloud Nine. Wait. 
What is the theme in Cloud Nine in the lyrics? Well, uh, just everybody's looking for something good, aren't they? It's sort of about that, you know. If there's any love around, then you know you can have it. But if there's anything bad about, well, I'll keep that bit myself, and I'll see you on Cloud Nine, you know. Have my love. It fits you like a glove. Join my dream, tell me yes. Bail out should there be a mess. The pieces you don't need are mine. Take my time. I'll show you cloud night. My smile and my heart, they be yours from the start. Pieces to admit are mine. Have my love. Use it while it does you good. Share my highs, but the times that you hurt's pain on mine. There's pieces you don't need are mine I'll see you there on cloud title track from the new George Harrison album. He has lost some of that shyness. He was known as a shy beetle, but none of his charm. And his new album out, titled Cloud Nine, also proves he's lost none of his musical ability. On this record, there's some songs that came from the period between this album and the last album. Can you uh, make clear why you have kind of uh, not left, but left it out a bit, the religious stuff? from this Cloud Nine album, if you compare it yeah. to the older well, ones. Well, it's not really left out. It's just that if I don't talk about it, it doesn't mean it's not still in me. And I think we all go through phases where you discover something, you want to shout about it, tell everybody about it. And as you get older and maybe just more settled down, you know, it be it's more of a private thing now. And uh, 
it wasn't a conscious thing to leave it out, it's just the way the record came out. But I think there's still a feeling in the song without maybe forcing it down people's throats. And now it begins to shine And you find the eyes to see Great stuff. He does a nice little solo on the end of um, That's What It Takes. to me and listen to the record that you're dealing with some of your old favorite dilemmas which was the spiritual versus the material world again 
there may be a bit of that. I think it's more of a rock record, really. There's a lot of rock and roll on it. friends i wrote it three years ago and i had these three friends over at my house in my studio and they were all alcoholics <laughs> and so they're not allowed to drink you see i can drink large quantities of wine and things because i'm not an alcoholic but they can't drink anything because they are alcoholics and one of them gave me this little not that i you see i, I don't have a drink problem but they gave me this little thing and it's 
a brochure from AA and it says just for today and you open it up and it tries to give people a bit of solace so it says um, you know to realize that just for today you should live through this day only not to try and deal with all of life's problems at the same time just for today you know try to don't worry about everything just deal with one thing at a time basically that kind of stuff so I thought well that sounds nice and I just wrote that tune about it so it's really about AA well it's it's uh, it's coming from the AA thing just mm -hmm. called just for today but uh, and I paraphrased some of the things they said inside and then added uh, some other lyrics but it's really for everybody I think you know you don't have to be an alcoholic or you know it's just generally a reminder that just for today to you know keep cool and don't try and deal with everything all at once um, that kind of thing for today I could try to live through this day only not deal with all life's problem just for today
list of the musicians, but I know um, because I've talked to Dwayne Eddy, and I, I know he's not on this list that we got. No, well, Dwayne, I, he was around at the time after we'd cut the um, drum tracks. Jeff had, had promised Dwayne somewhere in the past that he would produce him a couple of tracks. And it just happened that Dwayne was in England to go and do those tracks. So he came to my house. Jeff was working there with me. And we, oh, Jeff did three tracks, one up at, at Jeff's own studio and the other two at my studio. And uh, so Dwayne was around there. And then just before he left, I, I got him to play on uh, one of the songs. I think it was... Um, just for today. But it was in the very early stages and there was nothing much else happening on the track other than a piano and the drum. So uh, as it turned out and we got more and more things on it, Dwayne unfortunately got the elbow. <laughs> but nothing personal, no. Of course Wingo's on drums. Yeah. And I would imagine there must be a particularly non -verbal. You couldn't make an ex beatle record without having Ringo. Could you? I guess not, no. But you must have a real, I mean, in the old days, I know, just watching you, you would look at each other and you knew what you all wanted. And I would imagine that carries over. Yeah, it's, it's like a built-in thing. If I play a song to Ringo, I don't need to say to him, you know, I want it to go like this. I just play it and he joins in. You know, maybe you can tell him we want him to stop there, you know, whatever. Or can you do a little fill there? But uh, other than that, he's, I mean, he's got a great feel. Ringo, he's like, I, I sort of don't practice much on the guitar. I just pick it up and play it when I need to. And he's the same, he's, he never practices. He's a very naughty boy. But he just gets his sticks and he just does it. And it sounds just like Ringo. And um, you can hold the rock steady all day long. Change you for 
decided to write a sort of nostalgic tune and um, I don't know if you heard that one, it's called When We Was Fab. You know, this thing sort of got put on us like fab and gear. Maybe we used to say it, you know, I think it in as kids in Liverpool, it was an expression, you know, fab. And it sort of stuck with the fab, we became the fab four. And it was always like a cute word, you know, like a silly word. And I use it in that context, but lovingly, like when we was fab, but it was not really just about the Beatles. I think the whole period, everybody was fab in those days, you know. First of all, the song, I wanted to write the song that was reminiscent of that period. And uh, the sounds that go with the song, you know, are all part of that period. You know, the cellos, the little bits of phasing, yeah. the backwards <laughs> bits and the sitars. You know, it was like a whole collection of impressions, a montage of that period.
evocative too. I mean, during the course of the song, there are um, almost a dozen sort of memory pictures that whiz by. You know, it kind of pushes your buttons that way. That's good. I'm glad. That's really what I wanted to do. I mean, not just push your buttons, but to push my own as well. Right. I uh, heard so many different songs in there. You know, you can hear um, moods from um, Blue Jay Way era right on up to, um, you know, uh, the very last recording that you did, you know. Yeah, I think so. It's all sort of got in there. Plus the fact that Jeff, as well, is very much into that style of music and, um, you know, as a lot of record producers and writers from who were around who remember that period a lot of the little ideas and the sounds which again now sound really quite fresh because we've not heard them for such a long time doing an album eric will you come and play sure he came over play great stuff devil's radio the devil's radio in, in what way do you feel victimized by that type of journalism? It's not just gossip journalism, it's gossip in general. The idea of that came from uh, a church. I was at the traffic lights in my car and by this little church, and there was a, a sign on the side of the church and it said, Gossip, the devil's radio. Don't be a broadcaster. So um, I just thought it was a good idea for a song. And it, it says in the song, is gossip is... You know, it's on the radio, it's in your magazines, it's just in people talking, you know, about each other. And, you know, it's in films and it's in the clubs and it's in everywhere. It's not just about the press. So you are against gossip? Gossip, yeah, because it is a bad thing. I may be more sensitive to it because maybe there's more gossip talked about me and the Beatles than about, you know, generally. But gossip is not a good thing, it's a negative thing. This is Devil's Radio.
Is that was that in the Madonna film? Yeah, not this version. I did um, write the song specifically at the request of the producer of the Madonna movie, and it was the love song for the for the the naughty couple. <laughs> and I wrote that, you know, for the movie. But the movie, we didn't have a soundtrack album. Which I was very sad about. Well, I, I was... Uh, there was a lot of funny little bits and pieces in there that it's a shame didn't come out. But I think, under the circumstances, the film, even before it was finished, had been written off by the press and stuff. And I didn't want to lose these songs onto a soundtrack album, which would probably not see much of the light of day. into my life I don't know how you found me but you did it stopped me heading someplace else took me a while to say wish you belong to me but now I'm sad like I never Yeah. 
cut that song someplace else and the other song called Breath Away From Heaven which was slightly Chinese sounding well it was supposed to be just slightly Chinese sounding I regrooved that as well from the um, album from the soundtrack version yeah. so those two were so both you changed that one those two were both from Shanghai
like an opalescent along the sky of the fireman. She can take the breath away from heaven. She can move us all without you knowing. She can take the breath away from heaven. Doing an album, Eric. Could he come and play? Sure, he came over. Played great stuff. One the sex aside called The Wreck of the Hesperus. I love that one. That's a really is is that about you saying I'm still here and kicking? <laughs> sure, yeah, I'm not yeah, I'm <laughs> I'm not a wreck yet. <laughs>
did you decide to call your album Cloud Nine? In the end, I just had to have a title to, otherwise the album never come out. So, as there was clouds on the cover, we called it Cloud Nine. Very funny. I mean, when you look at the cover, it could have been called Spot the Loony. It's a very fun-loving cover, <laughs> Spot the Loony. And uh, I wondered if you're trying to set a tone instantly with the cover and say, come on, guys, you know, you all think I'm too serious. Not consciously, no. Um, the photographer had those backdrops painted of the sky. We had a, a blue sky and a more sort of cloudy sky. And it was just a matter of going down there and taking something to work. And he said, bring a guitar. And so I took my old guitar. That was the first good American guitar I ever bought in, when I was 17. And I, I'd given it away and I got it back again. And so it had it all fixed back into its original specification. And, uh, you know, so that, and with the uh, sunglasses, and it's got a sort of crazy smile on the front. So it just looked good at the time, you know. And a great shirt. Well, thank you. Very my my wife will be pleased she picked it out. The album, Cloud Nine. This is George's 11th solo album. It peaked at number 10 in the UK album chart, and numbers 8 in the US Billboard Top 200, and number 4 in the US Cashbox Top 200 album charts. George Harrison. Oh, yeah. He's a good. Yeah, I've got to ask you. Did you hear uh, Josh Harrison's new album? Mm. Do you like Cloud Nine? Yeah, I like it. I like the first side particularly. Yes. I like it better than the second side. This one Beatles. Yeah, when we was fab. Yes. Yeah, that's very Beatly. Yeah. yeah. Do you like the lyrics? Yeah, they're okay. That is yes. I'm two in the albums. He's two in the singles. Quite amazing, it's wonderful. Well, it's, we get it's all the over 40s making an assault on the charts. This is what it is, all the uh, older people in the audience. Zigzag.
Hi, Ringo Starr here for New Sun Country Classic Wine Cooler. Some people think coolers are just for the summertime. Well, some coolers might be, but not Sun Country Classic Wine Cooler. It's the perfect cooler to enjoy all year round. It's got a dry, distinguished taste that goes as well with burgers and french fries as it does with the holiday turkey and cranberry sauce. Its crystal clear color looks just as lovely in a picnic cup as it does in a long stem crystal flute. Sun Country Classic fits in as well at a baseball game as it does après ski. Enjoy some while watching a setting summer sun or before a crackling wintry fire. It even goes as well with an Aries as it does with a Capricorn. So you can enjoy Sun Country Classic wine cooler anywhere, anytime. As a matter of fact, I'm taking a few bottles with me bobsledding. Are we rolling, Bob? Ta-da for now. Sun Country Cellars, Canandaigua, New York. On November 16th in the UK, Parlophone Records released the single Once Upon a Long Ago, backed with Back on My Feet. What about Once Upon a Long Ago? How, how did that all happen? That was, um, that was quite a quick one, quite a quickie. Mm -hmm. That took about a day to actually write and then another day to sort of finish the words off. Picking up scales and broken chords, puppy dog tails in the house of lords. Tell me, darling, what can it mean? Making up moons in a minor key, what are those tunes got to do with me? Tell me, darling, where have you been? The single peaked at number 10 in the UK singles charts.
released exclusively in the UK on a 7-inch and 12-inch vinyl record. A CD format is also issued with two additional songs. Talk you different without 
The next day, November 17th, Paul sets out to promote his single Once Upon a Long Ago at Studio 5 at the Tyne Tees Television Studios in Newcastle. On November 18th, further promotions for Once Upon a Long Ago take place with a rather humorous live satellite link-up from London to Japan for the program Euro No Hit Studio. And since you are first time appearing in Japanese live show, would you like some message for Japanese audience? Yes, I'd like to say, hello Japanese audience. Hi, konnichiwa, and os. おお、それですね。日本の皆さんにちょっと一言いろいろ聞いたらありがとうとかね、おはようございますとか言うのどうぞ、right?おはよう、certainly yes. I'm
Also on November 18th, a pre-taped interview with George Harrison from the Warner Brothers Records office in Los Angeles is aired on the American television show Good Morning America with host Mark Shearer. After the hour. Now, ever since the Beatles broke up in 1969, George Harrison, who used to be known as the Quiet Beatle, has periodically made his enormous influence felt on the music scene. He engineered the concert for Bangladesh in 1971, which was really the prototype for the Live Aid concert and other benefit concerts. He's recorded one very popular solo album, All Things Must Pass, uh, Must Pass, and several other not-so-popular albums. Mark Shearer, our GMA correspondent, spoke with George Harrison recently about his latest album, one of the good ones. Yeah, what Charlie, it is called Cloud Nine, and on this album, George and some of his famous friends make music for the 80s with a 60s feel. Now, see if you can hear it in the single, Got My Mind Set on You. This is a song the Beatles didn't write, but back in the early years, they used to perform it quite a bit. And this time I know it's real The feeling that I feel I know I've got my mind to it I know that I really can do it I got my mind set on you I wanted it to come out now and people not to think it was something that was from the 60s. I mean, I wanted it to have some energy and some feel from that period, but that it should fit in now. I've had a lot of time off and, um, you know, I've been writing tunes all the time. It just seemed, you know, something, uh, sometimes you can do something and it's like you swimming against the tide. Other times everything supports you and this period of time it just felt nice you know it just felt good there are some shall we say session players on this album who i think some of whom i think have a future in this business yeah they they may have <laughs> yeah there's some i mean as it happens um the people who are my friends happen to be famous not all my friends are famous but you know like ringo is famous and eric clapton's famous and elton john's famous uh, and Jeff Lynne's famous, so I mean, uh, that's the main body of the uh, record. Missing from your album is Paul McCartney. He Why certainly is. That? is. <laughs> Why is that? Well, I don't know. He's, he just wasn't on it. He's, um, I mean, it's only because Ringo's playing drums on it that you would say that. Um, I've, he's been missing from every album I've ever made since Abbey Road. So, I mean, there's nothing personal now. Paul and I are good friends again. And we get on well. Um, the day is yet to come when we, you know, either write a tune together or make a recording together. Up to the day, I'm in mine, I'm in mine, I'm in mine. All through the night, I'm in mine, I'm in mine, I'm in mine. Now the frightened are leaving it, everyone's weaving it, coming on strong all the time. All through the day, I'm in mind. I'm in me, mind. I'm in me, mind. I'm in me, mind. 
November 19th in London at the BBC Television Theatre in Shepherd's Bush, Paul and Linda are the guests on the popular talk show, Wogan, starring Terry Wogan. I wish that applause was for me. Anyway, good evening. I think it's pretty clear what tonight's show is all about. So, why don't we just meet the fellow himself? Please welcome, ladies and gentlemen, Paul McCartney. Whoever you are. It's all right, just, just my mother. God save all here, bar and the cat. up in a moment. Paul promotes his new single. Don't like it. 
Don't buy it. George promotes his new album. It's the first record I made for five years. And what about Ringo? I feel real golden this morning. Next on Yesterday and Today. To conclude, give me your first reaction to some names. Eric Clapton. He's lovely. Donny. My boy. My boy. Margaret Thatcher. Margaret Thatcher. John. Lennon. Paul. Me? Paul. I'm going to see him now. I'm late for dinner with Paul. Ringo. I'm late for dinner with Ringo, too. <laughs> George. George. George Michaels. George Washington. George Formby. George Benson. Which one of these do you mean? Contact the show, visit yesterdayandtodaypodcast.wordpress.com or email at yesterdayandtodaypodcast at gmail.com. Also visit at yesterdaypod on Twitter and search Yesterday and Today Podcast on Facebook. See you next time. Paul Kaminsky. I'm James Kaminsky. And I'm Wayne Kaminsky. And we bring you the Kaminsky family of podcasts yesterday and today and the Third Men podcast. You might know me from one of those dumb voices I do, or my dad (laughs) from his better show than ours. (laughs) Wow. And we're here to tell you about some cool merchandise you can pick up for the show's As we mentioned in each episode, we do not in any way profit from these shows whatsoever, but to break even on some expenses, we have put up some cool merch that you can pick up to help support the show. Yes, some fun apparel, things you can put on yourself. Are we going to be selling Marks and Spence underwear? (laughs) Don't worry, we will. You can head to our social media pages. That's Facebook.com slash Yesterday and Today Podcast or Facebook.com slash Third Men. Or you could head to Society6 dot com slash Kaminsky Family Podcast. That's society the number six dot com slash K A M I N S K I Family Podcasts. Yeah. Keep our lights on. I'm in the dark. <laughs> Dad, any words of wisdom? Hello? The lights just went out. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, we need your help. <laughs> Buy stuff. Perhaps a coffee mug that you can enjoy a beverage out of while listening to our shows. And if you haven't got yours, please send forth in and get a free one. Alright. Thank you, Dad. All right, we'll see you on the podcast, folks. Bye. It's audio. You can't see me.